If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a lovely Wednesday, and I'm happy to be here with you on iHub Radio. Uh, as usual, I'll start with some news. Uh, that's well, we've got lots of news from the uh, automotive industry, and uh, we've got. I found a really great survey. Uh, think about this: uh, which car color do you think retains its value the best? You might not get it right. Okay, Red. let's start with some uh, some news. Uh, General Motors announced that it's building a second battery plant uh, with battery supplier um, and partner LG uh, Energy Solutions, which is formerly called LG Chem. They're going to build it in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Uh, this was uh, expected based on GM's ambitious electrification plans. Uh, the factory GM and LG are building right now in Lordstown, Ohio, isn't even complete yet. But that will be uh, the, the factory that's going to supply batteries for what GM calls Factory Zero, which is in uh, suburban Detroit, which will build the GMC Hummer SUV and pickup truck, the Chevy Silverado electric, and this you know bread love thing called Cruise Origins, which is sort of a urban transport autonomous vehicle. Uh, GM announced that they're going to build the Cadillac Lyric uh, SUV, which was highlighted, uh, gosh, in commercials during, what was it? Was that in the Academy Awards, I think, maybe? Uh, but uh, the uh, uh, Cadillac Lyric is going to be built in Spring Hill, Tennessee. They're also going to be building um, a, uh, an SUV there for, I believe, Acura. Uh, maybe Honda, but I think it's the Acura division. So that's go they're going to need batteries. Uh, Mazda has revealed that it's going to bring its MX-30 electric thing to the market. It's a little crossover. It has two main doors and two rear doors that sort of are hinged at the rear. So they open up to, you know, sort of have a big, you know, opening, but it still makes it a little difficult to get him back. It's kind of a cute little car and, uh, it's compromised, but I think Mazda thinks that they have to bring it in. It has such a small battery. It has a 35-kilowatt-hour battery. My guess is it's not good for much more than 120 to 150 miles, which I think will be a deal-breaker for many Americans. Domino's Pizza is in a partnership with a startup called Neuro, N-U-R-O. Never heard of them. Uh, they're, la they're launching an autonomous pizza delivery service in Houston, Texas. Uh, certain customers will have the option to get their pizza delivered by the Neuro R2 self-driving delivery service. Uh, the self-driving option is only available to customers who place uh, a prepaid order through Domino's website or app on certain days and times from the pizza's Woodland Heights location. So that's their, I guess, their franchisee in Woodland Heights. Uh, customers who opt for robotic delivery will get text messages uh, to track the vehicle and a pin to retrieve their pizza from its built-in storage boxes. Uh, the Neuro was founded by an ex-Google self-driving car engineers, and it operates uh, delivery services uh, in Arizona and California as well. I'm not sure where in California, but I'd be interested. 
Uh, Audi has introduced its smallest EVs, the e-tron Q4 and the e-tron Q4 Sportback. Uh, they're both, both little less, you know, smaller SUVs with a range estimate of, they say, more than 300 miles. The e-tron Q4 will launch at the end of 2020, I mean 2021. Uh, the Q4 e-tron is based on uh, VW's MEB platform, which should, should result in a lower price and higher production capacity. It's essentially the same size as the Volkswagen ID4, and that's what this is. This is a sporty version of the ID4 and a regular version of the ID4, except it's going to be called an Audi, and naturally it will have an Audi uh, looks and an Audi build, which will be a, a nicer than the Volkswagen version. They haven't given exact prices, but we expect to see them come in at around $40,000, I mean $49,000 to start. So... Mercedes-Benz finally took the wraps off its 2022 EQS flagship battery electric car. The exterior looks like an aerodynamic jelly, jelly bean. The interior, however, is really special and super luxurious with these gigantic screens and all sorts of things. Um, they call it um, – Stupid name. Uh, they call it the, the digital dashboard Mercedes calls a hyper screen that stretches across the entire dash. It consists of three screens all merged together uh, into what they call one work of art. Okay, well, that's really hyperbole from the marketing department. Um, there's a 12.3-inch digital instrument panel, a 17.7-inch screen in the middle, mostly for infotainment, and another 12.3-inch screen that sits in front of the passenger. Uh, I don't know if it's going to actually display, you know, display video or anything like that. Maybe it's just going to be pretty. I don't know. Uh, the hyperscreen is an option. It's not standard, apparently. The EQS will be available in a 450 or 580 model. So EQS 450 or EQS 580. The 450 will have only one motor powering the rear wheels, um, while the 580 will have its own take on what Mercedes calls formatic all-wheel drive. The EQS models uh, will get either 329 horsepower or 516 horsepower, and what Mercedes says will be at least 460 pound-feet of torque. It hasn't been uh, range-tested yet, but um, Mercedes says it will go 479 miles on a charge if you follow uh, the more generous uh, European WLTP testing cycle. Uh, all this is the is with the largest battery, which is 107.8 kilowatt hours. Uh, the largest battery right now in a Tesla is 100 kilowatt hours. All right. Well, and they don't they don't have a price, but everybody says it has to start at at least hundred thousand dollars because it is, you know, flagship and it is an expensive car. Cruise LLC, which is the GM-controlled autonomous driving software company, collected another $2.75 billion in another round of funding. The lead company was Walmart. Based on this round of funding, Cruise is now valued at $8.5 billion. Uh, there are many companies making big bets on auto the autonomous future. Uh, see, the you know, we just talked about Domino's doing it, but Domino's isn't using Cruise's software. Um, the CEO of Stellantis, which is the merged version of Fiat Chrysler and Peugeot, <clears throat> has vowed to have an electrified version of all of its models by 2025. Now, that means electrified, which 
could be as simple as a mild hybrid 48 volt architecture system, or it could be a plug-in hybrid, regular hybrid, or it could even be an EV. I don't know if they're ever going to have an EV by that time. That might be too soon for the brands, but you know, it would be either uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, or Jeep, which are the brands here in the United States. My friends at Rivian uh, seem to be copying just about everything Tesla is doing. The direct sales to customer via the company's website, regional service centers, along with a roving service that they call Rivian Remote Care, uh, the Rivian Adventure Network, which is a series of supercharger-like proprietary charging stations in areas that people like to go off-road, like national parks. And now Rivian has announced that it will offer its own insurance. Rivian plans to offer its own insurance in 40 states right from the very beginning, integrated with the digital ordering process for any of its vehicles. The policies will cover not only off-road activity, but also accessories such as the rooftop tent and Rivian's uh, kind of famous pull-out camp kitchen. Uh, Rivian wants to eliminate what legacy insurance companies will say is is costs to repair its vehicles. A minor crash could mean a write-off these days. They they do that with Tesla, and that's why they have such high uh, rates of insurance for Tesla, and that's why Tesla is offering its own insurance now. Uh, With Rivian Insurance, the automaker plans to offer lower premiums, less time in body shops, and a no-hassle experience when dealing with the accidents. The curious bit is that Rivian insurance will get cheaper for people who are uh, using the active driving assistance that is part of the driver plus safety package. That's the equivalent of uh, Tesla's autopilot. So the more you use active driving assistance, the cheaper your insurance gets because they figure you'll have less chance of actually getting into a serious accident. I've priced insurance from Tesla, and despite my age, excellent driving record, and no accidents in more than 10 years, it's still about 20% higher than my current full coverage policy. Uh, So Tesla needs to do better when it comes to that, and maybe you can learn something from Rivian this time around. Another cool policy from Rivian has come up too. Rivian will offer buyers peace of mind with a generous return policy. Rivian now will offer new owners seven days or 1,000 miles to return their R1T electric pickup truck or S or R1S uh, three-row SUV. If the own if the new owner opts for a repair instead, let me say they didn't like something about it or something was not you know done right or broken, whatever. So if they opt for a repair instead, they can reach out to Rivian's mobile service department. For owners in the U.S. in, in for for owners in the U.S. and Canada, Rivian will deliver its vehicles directly to home, the owner's home. You can ask a Rivian delivery specialist for a walkthrough of your new vehicle or explore on your own time through a guided digital orientation tour. In other words, it will be a touchless delivery system, also very much like Tesla. And then one more thing came up regarding Rivian. They're you know planning into the future. Uh, they just closed a... Uh, escrow on a deal for 380 acres of land west of its normal Illinois plant. Uh, Rivian uh, hopes to use the land for future expansion, according to the company, and it's always good to look into the future. I mean, you know, Rivian hasn't delivered its pickup truck or SUV yet, but it is delivering its Amazon vans, and I've got a story about that later. (laughs) So, car gurus. 
uh, recently published its findings in of of its electric electric vehicle sentiment survey, which asked 1,097 automobile owners in the U.S. about their attitudes towards electric vehicles and certain new EV makes and models. The survey included a question included a question that asked customers if they would uh, genuinely consider purchasing any of the following uh, electric pickup truck models: the GMC Hummer EV, Tesla Cybertruck, and the Ford F-150 electric. They didn't ask about Rivian. Only 16% of the participants said they would consider buying the GMC Hummer, while 31% said they would consider the Tesla Cybertruck. The Ford F-150 fared better than the GMC uh, EV, which um, with 28% of the participants saying they would consider uh, Ford's upcoming electric pickup truck. The Tesla Cybertruck is also uh, the most popular electric pickup truck among those who are likely to purchase an EV as their next vehicle. Cargo says, among those who plan to own an, an EV that within the decade, 40% say their next vehicle will be an EV. Um, among those who plan to own an EV, uh, let's see, uh, those 40% of them are interested in the Cybertruck, 32% are interested in the Ford F-150, and only 17% in the Hummer. So the Tesla Cybertruck is still the people's caught people's interest. Last I heard, there were over 700,000 reservations, and even if only half of those are could become orders, that's a lot. Uh, I have a lots more news and some interesting surveys when we get back. This is Todd Bianco, all revved up on iHub Radio. CEO Jones Agency. At Jones Agency, we are virtually unstoppable. 24-7, 365. As the leading creative shop in the Inland Empire, it's our role to continue providing the best thinking and strategic leadership, especially during these challenging times. As we all learn to create and adapt to our new normal, at Jones, we're one step ahead providing fully integrated marketing services to you the moment you need them at a cost you can afford. And that's our promise. We are here to help your businesses weather the storm, refocus your dreams, and maybe even eliminate some of the barriers. Call us today for a free assessment, 760-325-1437, extension 206. 760-325-1437, extension 206. Hashtag Stronger Together. From Detroit and beyond, Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I talked at the top of the hour about... uh, a survey I found on car colors and its effect on value. And I wanted to sort of go over that with you guys right now. Uh, this came from, uh, what is it, iCars? 
I love cars.com, I think is what it is. Um, and uh, oh, I see cars.com, that's what it is. I see cars.com. They do a lot of interesting things. That's a, really a car research website. And uh, this one is about, let's see what it says. A vehicle's color can have a substantial impact on how quickly it loses value with the highest depreciating color losing uh, more than twice the, va- the value compared to the lowest. Uh, popular colors, including white, black, and silver, have minimal impact, meaning that they won't hurt resale value, but they also won't help a car maintain its value. And some of the most benef- the most beneficial colors for retaining value are, well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So let's see. They looked at cars, uh, you know, they looked at prices of more than 6 million cars, uh, new and used between 2017 and 2020. So iccars.com has determined which colors help, hurt, or uh, have minimal impact on vehicles' resale value. Uh, Mainstream colors, including black and silver, are popular because they are seen as the safest colors with the the widest appeal. Uh, But are those the best colors helping a car maintain its resale value? And they found that that answer isn't really there. So let's look. They, they rank the top 13 colors here because there really aren't that many colors out there these days. Uh, the, 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 the one with the, the hurt resale value the most was gold. I guess gold is no longer popular. I had a, I still have a Mercedes that's considered a, sort of a champagne color. Although, you know, it's, it's called smoke silver. But I think that still looks pretty good. But it's not really gold gold. Uh, but that one has the uh, the, the most effect is being you know the hurting resale value. Brown apparently is not popular for resale. Uh, surprisingly, purple is not as popular from you know right up there for you know be above brown. Uh, and then black, white, silver, uh, blue are the next ones that are. Uh, you know, for resale, they're not as good as some. The average, the overall is like a uh, right right there between eight and nine. And uh, that splits white and silver right in half as being, you know, the average uh, depreciation is 37.6% over three years. Uh, but the best, well, let's see. Uh, silver was just above there at only 37.6%. Uh, blue at 37%, I get there goes my Tesla. Red is number six at 36.9%. Gray, uh, I guess that's different from silver, but gray is uh, number five at 36.4%. Green, believe it or not, uh, is number four at 31.3%, followed by number three, orange, at 27.1% depreciation, followed by, believe it or not, beige at 22.8%. And drumroll for number one. Number one is yellow. It has a depreciation rate of only 20.4% over three years. So that yellow color that you've been, you know, you really dying to have. And the real reason here is that these are usually colors that are assigned to sports, very sporty cars and special edition cars and, you know, things that are very low volume, but are still highly desirable even after three years. And so people look for that kind of thing. And, and, you know, those kinds of colors stand out. So the scarcity and the, you know, the scarcity, 
means it's rare and oftentimes assigned to a very sporty and you know car that is desirable. Yellow comes in top. Now they have it uh, cut down by the various things. For example, if you have a pickup truck, the number one color that I guess is is the least depreciable is beige, followed by number two is white and number three is gray. Um, an SUV. Yellow tops the list again as number one, you know, best color, followed by number two, green, followed by number three, orange, number four, red, and number five, gray. That's for SUVs. Convertibles, red is still the top there. So get a red convertible or a blue convertible or a yellow convertible. Those are the top three. Wow. Terrific survey, uh, iccars.com, uh, and uh, we'll talk about more news when we get back. This is Todd Bianco with, on All Revved Up on iHub Radio. Todd Bianco, talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. rides on a new platform dubbed ETNGA2, which is Toyota New Generation Architecture, and this is the electric version, which means that a production version would come in front, rear, or all-wheel drive. Uh, this is the first of an entire line of BZ-badged wearing products. Very strange. Okay, Toyota isn't disclosing battery size or the number of motors it will use to make it... Uh, to make its move, uh, Toyota did say that its factories in Japan and China will be responsible for turning out the, these cars. Uh, since there's going to be a Subaru version of it, I can assume that it's going to be at least an all-wheel drive one because that's uh, you know part of Subaru's DNA. Uh, Mercedes-Benz used the, uh, this week's Auto Shanghai Show uh, 2021 to present Another edition of its growing EQ electric vehicles, the EQB, be like in boy, is essentially an electric version of the gas-powered GLB class, which is already on sale here. Sort of this very boxy-looking small Mercedes, uh, as opposed to the EQ or, or the uh, GLA, which is a little more sleek-looking. Uh, this one's a little more boxy. Uh, 
so it's going to be the you know the, the EQB is going to be boxy just like that. Uh, it's already you know so Mercedes has an EQA small crossover, but that's not going to be sold here in the United States. Um, unlike the King of the Road, the EQS, which we just talked about a little earlier this hour. Uh, the EQB does not ride on a dedicated EV platform, so it's not really using a skateboard. Uh, it uses an electric version of the MFA2 platform, uh, which is um, Mercedes compact range, including the GLB class. So it can be you know, a hybrid, it can be a gasoline engine, or it can be an electric car. So it's kind of a versatile platform, but not a dedicated platform for EV. Uh, no range estimates yet for the EQB350, but don't expect to be overwhelmed. Uh, Subaru is issuing two massive recalls affecting about uh, 870,000 vehicles from the 217 uh, to 200 uh, to the from the 2017 to the 2019 model years of its Crosstrek and Impreza and Forrester. The first recall affects about 470,000 2017 vehicles uh, through 2019 uh, Impreza hatchback and Crosstrek uh, crossovers due to a stalling problem. These vehicles may have ignition coils that are deteriorating faster than expected. Uh, Subaru says the problem is quite rare and has led to no accidents or injuries. Uh, the automaker will uh, recall nearly uh, half a million cars to inspect them, but expects to uh, find the problem is only in a small percentage of vehicles. Dealers will, re will replace the ignition coils if needed and update the engine control unit to help it better detect the problem if it should develop later. Separately, the automaker is recalling about 400,000 uh, 2019 Crosstrek and Forester vehicles uh, that may lose rear stability uh, bracket bolts. The problem could damage the rear suspension. Subaru is not aware of any accidents or injuries. Dealers will inspect the bolts and retorque them. So in other words, screw them back in if necessary. Uh, last week, Cadillac revealed that the production version of its new electric uh, crossover, the Lyric, um, the battery electric crossover is due to reach dealerships in the first half of 2020 as a 2023 model. Cadillac will start accepting reservations this September. Cadillac has confirmed pricing will start at $59,990, including destination, which is keeping with the company's promise at a com you know at the concept reveal of a starting price quote below. $60,000. Uh, the base, base price includes a 100 kilowatt hour battery and rear drive powertrain good for 340 horsepower, uh, 340 horsepower and 220, 325 pound feet of torque, which is pretty good for the you know base version. Uh, Cadillac estimates the range will come in above 300 miles. Uh, that would be EPA miles that they're estimating. Uh, with high-speed uh, charging, owners uh, should be able to add 76 miles of range in just 10 minutes uh, at a brisk 190 kilowatts if you can find a fast enough charger. Um, the charge up to 80% of the battery uh, would take only 30 minutes with using at 150 kilowatt uh, charger. 
uh, the Lyric will have a standard 33-inch, that's 33-inch, curved display combining the instrument cluster, in, infotainment screen, and optional dual, dual-pane augmented uh, reality head-up display, and a 22-inch and 22-inch wheels. GM's Super Cruise hands-free driver's assist feature will be an optional uh you know, will be optional for the Lyric, as will self-parking capabilities. Now, the, I, I think it was, I guess it was during the Academy Award. I'm not quite sure when I saw the the the, uh, uh, the uh, ads for the Lyric, but it is it is as sexy and as uh, uh, swoopy as the concept, which is very unusual for the you know for it to be translated to the uh, to the. Uh, from the concept to the actual production car, uh, the light display is on the outside is just fantastic to watch it, you know, light up when you walk up, you know, with the key in your pocket. So it's, it's really quite special. Uh, it's a nice, um, compact crossover, uh, very nice looking $60,000. Uh, that's with this rear drive. I'm sure it'll be more, you know, when you have all wheel drive, uh, so get your orders in, in September. Volkswagen has priced its new subcompact SUV, the Talus. Now, this is just a regular little gas-powered uh, SUV uh, starting at $24,190. A fully loaded one can set you back as much as $35,000. Uh, the 2022 Taos, uh, you know, after the city in New Mexico, uh, goes on sale in June. Uh, the base price gets you a front-drive model in S-trim level. Uh the Talos SE starts at 28,440, which is just 150 less than the larger sibling, the Tiguan SE. Uh, so all, all Talos models come standard with 158 horsepower turbocharged, uh, 1.5 liter inline four-cylinder engine, front-wheel drive, and an eight-speed automatic transmission. Four-wheel drive, uh, I mean, all four-motion all-wheel drive is optional on all three trim levels and costs between $1,450 and $2,045 extra uh, and switches the transmission from an eight-speed automatic to a seven-speed dual-clutch automatic. The top SEL trim starts at 3268 uh, 685 and comes and comes out at uh, 35440 uh, when you check the box for all-wheel drive and the $1,200 panoramic sunroof. Other options for the lower trim levels include driver assistance package called IQ.Drive that costs $995 for the S trim and only $895 for the SE trim. <clears throat> there is sad news for my friend Giorgio. It's being killed by its new daddy. Giorgio is the name of the rear-wheel drive platform that Alfa Romeo engineered just a few years ago for the Giulia sedan and the Stelvio uh, uh, crossover, as well as the latest, uh, as in 2022, Jeep Grand Cherokee. So this is you know being used right now on brand new cars. So all future Alfa Romeos will use uh, modular platforms from Stellantis, you know, daddy company, and offer uh, battery electric options. Uh, so in other words, there'll be probably a plug-in as well as an electric version. Uh, it's basic economics. Use one platform for as many pro products as possible uh, from all brands in your portfolio. So Alfa Romeo, we use a platform knowing it, known as STLA Large which will also be used by Maserati. There will uh, also be platforms known as the STLA, I'm sure that's for Stellantis, small and STLA medium, okay, I'll 
which will presumably be used by our Alfa Romeo for some other products. Uh, all new platforms uh, allow for electrification, uh, whether plug-in or just pure battery electric. Uh, Honda announced plans to sell its zero-emission electric vehicles, uh, zero-emission vehicles in North America by 2040. So by 2040, Honda is only going to sell zero-emission vehicles. They're big of them, isn't it? 2040 is too late, by the way, Honda. Uh, the vehicles will include battery electric and fuel cell. They've got to give up on fuel cell vehicles. Uh, Honda plans to ramp up the goal uh, over time, seeking sales of 40% electrified by 2030, 40%. And then 80% by 2035, wow, that's really you know, taking it slow. So the Japanese automaker says it's partnering with General Motors to develop two large electric uh, vehicles using GM's Ultium batteries, which will be introduced in the North America market in uh, model year 2024 under the Honda and Acura brands. In the second half of the decade, well, really going far away here, uh, Honda will launch a series of new electric vehicles in North America using a platform architecture called E colon architecture. Wow, isn't that original? Um, okay. Uh, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, IIHS, gave its top safety award uh, to the Mustang Mach-E and Volvo XC40 Recharge for strong crash test results. To achieve the top safety pick distinction, a vehicle must earn good ratings in all six evaluations conducted by the Institute, which are driver and passenger side, small overlap front, moderate overlap front, side, roof, strength, and head restraints. Uh, the IHS, IIHS also factors headlights uh, in and front crash pre uh, prevention systems into issuing its award. The Volvo earned the premier top safety pick plus uh, designation as it aced all of its tests, including the headlights test. Uh, the Mustang Mach-E missed the plus designation as it aced all of its tests in, uh, you know, it, uh, except for uh, the headlamp test, uh, the LED lamps on the, quote, select uh, trim level and California Route 1 trim level uh, were only marginal, but they were good on the other you know, GT and first edition Premier. So if they had had the same headlights on all of them, they would have earned the plus, but only on the other two models. This is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHab Radio, and we will be right back. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about the IIHS ratings for the Mustang Mach-E and the Volvo XC40 Recharge. Uh, the Mustang Mach-E 
I just missed getting the plus on all of its models because uh, its headlamps are really good for the uh, GT and first edition trim levels, but not for the uh, select and California Route 1 trim levels. All Ford really has to do is change out the headlights and the base, or mo- you know, the base models, and it will be able to earn the plus for the entire Mustang uh, Mach-E range. Uh, Tesla's uh, Model 3 has earned the top safety pick plus for three years in a row, and we expect, uh, and so did the uh, Audi e-tron and e-tron Sportback. Uh, they got the top safety pick plus as well. Uh, so what we're saying here is that electric vehicles are considered very, very safe now. Uh, at least uh, the way, way they're, they're built with the uh, on, on skateboard platforms makes it, uh, you know, very, very good in crash results. Uh, Prince is a state. Prince, you know, the singer Prince, the pop star Prince, the kind of, you know, the one who died several years ago. Um, he is selling, his estate is selling his cars. Now, I got to say, I'm not really overwhelmed by the choices Prince had here, but uh, some of them are used in music videos. So some of them have, you know, some actual provenance to them. So, uh, but I, I think the ni- he has a 1964 Buick Wildcat, which apparently was used in a, a video, uh, a 1999 Plymouth Prowler. I don't know if he used that in a video or not, uh, but you can buy his 1995 uh, Prevost Tour Bus. That's quite a barge. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's all outfitted, in, you know, in print style, but it's kind of outdated at this point. But it is his tour bus. Uh, there's a 1991 BMW 850i if you want to repair it. Uh, then there's a 1984 BMW 633CS. Nice car, but you know, not that you know, not, not not that special. But then there's the Purple Rain Hondamatic CM400A, which I guess was seen in the Purple Rain video or movie. I don't remember which one, but it is seen in you know Prince riding it. Uh, what else did he have? He had a 1995 Grand Cherokee Jeep Grand Cherokee. Okay. A 2004 Cadillac XLR, and the XLR is the uh, really a Corvette that's been, you know, gussied up into a Cadillac. I mean, they're, they're quite interesting looking cars, really, but uh, not, you know, not my favorite per se. Uh, a 2010 Mercedes-Benz, they don't even say which model it is. Uh, there's a 2011 Lincoln MKT. And the MKT was sort of like the Ford version of, uh, I mean, the the Lincoln version of the the Ford Flex, I think maybe, but it was sort of used by uh, it was used by a lot of uh, limo services because it was it was a big barge of a of a Lincoln. Uh, he has a 2006 Bentley. They didn't say which model. A 1985 Cadillac limo. Okay, that would really must be big. Uh, 1996 BMW Z3 Roadster, uh, a Buick Electra 225. They don't say the year. Uh, graffiti Bridge motorcycle, and I have no idea what that is. Uh, another Honda motorcycle, and then there's a 1997 Lincoln Town Car. Now the estate is asking thirty-seven thousand for the town car. You can pick one up just like it on eBay for three thousand dollars to five thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on. Despite its uh, Q1 uh, during its Q1 uh, 2021 earnings call, Tesla announced that the Model 3 uh, has become the best-selling 
premium sedan in the world. It's beat the BMW 3 Series, at least in the first quarter of the year. It's beat the BMW 3 Series, the Mercedes-Benz E-Class, uh, basically exports from its uh, made in China Model 3s uh, helped Tesla achieve this milestone. The Model 3 has long been the best-selling electric car in the world, and it's not even close when it comes to just you know looking at EVs. But it built it, this one beat all of its gas counterparts. So, um, so that's a that's a big that's a big milestone for for it to happen for an electric uh, sedan like the Model 3 to beat the the Germans at their own game. That's you know, this is this is in the premium luxury category, as opposed to you know, it's not like it's a Toyota Corolla that's you know sells hundreds of thousands more units. But uh, in that you know, in the luxury category, that's where it comes in. Um, I think that things are going to change though, because I think Model Y is going to overtake Model Three completely this year, as far as the uh, top-selling uh, electric car as well as top-selling crossover. I don't know if it's going to hit the the level of uh, Toyota Rav Four, but it's going to be a you know a monster seller, and it's going to overtake Model Three. Uh, so the, so. It, the, it's been the top-selling vehicle. It's been the top-selling premium car in both the U.S., the U.K., and Norway for several different quarters over the last few years since it was introduced. But this is the first time it's taken the, uh, the crown globally. Volkswagen's new flagship model, which is uh, developing under the codename Project Tr- Trinity, is due in 2026. But it will spearhead the firm's next generation of bespoke electric cars uh, with a focus on offering long-range and semi-autonomous driving. And it will change the way cars are, brought, are bought. Uh, the uh, new EV, which is that, that's according to Volkswagen, uh, the new EV, which is still in the concept stage, but set to take f- uh, form as a high riding sport back style sedan. So, in other words, a tall, wagonish, sedanish thing that I guess they're going to call a crossover. Who knows? Um, will be the first model to use VW's new scalable, scalable Systems Platform, SSP. It will also introduce new digital technology and software systems to the, bar- the brand's lineup, along with the upgraded uh, battery tech offering a long-range and long-range and fast charging. Project Trinity models will be sold in largely standardized form. So in other words, it's going to like be one, sort of like Tesla again, copying that, uh, with uh, very few actual options per se everything else will be software based and users can unlock you know owners can unlock features uh through the car's software over the air updates or whatever and and they'll charge you that or they'll lease it to you monthly so they're going to have streams of basically software as a service so it's basically tesla's business model uh the epa is going to give back uh uh, California's Clean Air Act waiver, which I think is very good news to hear. Uh, it hasn't done it yet, but it's in the process of doing it. Um, Trump tried to take it away, and I guess we're going to get it back under Biden. Toyota bought Lyft's self-driving unit to bolster its autonomous ambitions. It paid $550 million for the AV, you know, the auto, you know, autonomous vehicle unit. Wow. I hope it helps Toyota, but it sure is going to help Lyft because that was a drain on their profitability. So, uh, gives Toyota some IP. Uh, this is Todd Bianco on All Ripped Up. But next hour, we're going to talk Bring a Trailer, and John and I have some amazing picks and things to talk about. Um, this is Todd Bianco. We'll be right back. <laughs> 